0: Coach Becca here talking all things health and fitness with Core Fitness and Performance, a functional fitness gym located in Newport, Minnesota.
1: There we go. Well, welcome. Tonight we've got Carly and Becca.
0: Okay, so um, I've been wanting to do um, an episode on eating disorders. The more people... I talk to in the fitness world. The more I realize, have struggled with it at some point. I personally don't have any experience, um, other than I like to talk. <laughs> I like to talk to people, and um, people share their experiences. Um, Carly, I first—I uh, was going to say met you. I guess we didn't meet right away, but when you were were you 18 when you shared your story through the Ripwing member spotlight page? Maybe
2: even 16. I was young. Yeah. 16 or
0: 17. Yeah. So, and and we'll probably talk about that a little bit, but I saw Mm -hmm. um, they had done a member spotlight on you. You had opened up about your eating disorder. um, And then I was coaching at a gym and there was a high school student who had approached us saying she was struggling with it. Um, and I just thought of you right away, and I reached out to you, and you were very gracious um, Mm -hmm. and willing to help. So then when this topic came up again, you kind of came to my mind as somebody who I thought might be willing to come on and just kind of educate those of us who aren't experienced, reach out to those who are so they don't feel like they're alone or whatever, and just kind of And it may be, I don't know what you think, but it might even be something that's worth like kind of doing a series of episodes on different topics, depending on how it goes tonight. Yeah. So do you just kind of want to introduce yourself?
2: Yeah. So I'm Carly. I started CrossFit in 2016. So I started when I was 16. Um and I was going through a really long journey of an eating disorder for over the last I think it was about a year and a half, two years. Uh, started at Ripwing and Red Wing. I kinda went into it just wanting to be leaner and I wanted it was more for aesthetic based. Uh, just because that's where I was in my journey. And I was just starting my eating disorder recovery. I think I started it literally that Monday and I think I started the fundamentals class that Thursday.
0: Okay. So you did know, you knew you had an eating disorder at this point. You were, okay.
2: Yep. So yeah, I was diagnosed for maybe a month at that time. Um, and I, but I don't think I was quite to terms with it yet. Uh, but yeah, so I started CrossFit, um, Totally changed my life. Now I'm a full-time coach in Colorado after six years of CrossFit, um, which is a dream come true. So uh, it's been, yeah, a long journey to get here, but CrossFit saved my life in
0: short. So, yeah. Do you – so you you were in recovery. Were you going to – or I don't know if that's – I don't know if I said that right. Um, (laughs) You were – I'm assuming you were going to – Like, were you going to groups? Were you going to talk to somebody?
2: Yeah. So when I started, I guess just to put everything into perspective, at that point I was barely pushing a hundred pounds. Like I was stick thin, like it was, I was, my mom told me later on, the doctor told me I was pretty much wasting away and I'd be dead in four months, like just morbidly. That's just how it was. Um, So at that point I was an outpatient Uh, I should have been an inpatient, but I was an outpatient and that's kind of how I got away with the CrossFit side. So at that point I was going to a dietitian and therapy about, I think it was once a week at that point for the first year. So yeah, so every, I think it was every Monday I'd go in at whatever, three o'clock and go see my dietitian and my therapist and work through it. And Cross it was just part of that, and I still to this day don't know how they even allowed me to continue it. I like somehow, as somehow they were like, This is good for you, and I'm like, I don't think it was, like looking back
0: on it, but I mean, it all worked out. So that's what I was going to ask if they knew that you were doing that, so they were aware.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. and there definitely were concerns. I, like I said, I I think my mom had a lot to do in the background, and like she's amazing, but I think she was kind of realized it was really good for me, and I think. Maybe when I didn't see it or my doctors didn't see it, but she kind of pushed pushed that a little bit more and um, maybe saw that it was well. At yeah. that
1: point, was it more of a support group to you and just 100%. the hundred the percent yeah, there?
2: I, yeah. Um, I definitely isolated myself. That's like the one terrible thing about eating disorders if you get so involved in it in your head, you kinda lose everyone around you, and it was kind of first time I've found people that um, supported me and I just hadn't had that for a couple of years just because of, of isolation so yeah it was kind of my my own form of therapy every however many days a week
1: nice
2: yeah how How did you find CrossFit um so my f- mom has a friend whose son I don't know if you know Ty Krueger at all um, I don't think so. Maybe not. The Ripon from crew would know them, but he did uh, cross it over in I think Green Bay, and I was always really intrigued by it. And uh, my mom's friend knew that, and when she heard up Ripon was opening up in Red Wing, so I was I think the second fundamentals group in. Like I got there right as oh. it opened up. Yeah, and so it was opening up in Red Wing, and I was like, I really want to try that. Um, and I just had got done with swimming. I kind of quit swimming. I was a swimmer in high school. So at 15, I was like, I just I didn't want to do it anymore and kind of went to gym life. And then I was like, I really want to try CrossFit. And then perfectly timing opened up and got in that second fundamentals class and started.
0: I didn't
1: realize you were like OG there.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm, a, I'm an OG.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's part of it. Yeah. That's,
1: that's awesome, wow. though. So that was at 16. Mm-hmm. So where did that take yeah. you in your CrossFit journey and how did that really help you cope with? Your eating disorder and kind of grow as your person
2: so yeah I I vaguely remember it being I want to say about maybe three months and I was kind of the point where I was like I said I was doing it more for aesthetic I just want to look you know lean or whatever um and I just remember all the girls I started with, like Callie, who knows now owns it. Like I just remember like her getting stronger around me and all the other girls I was working on with. And I just felt like I wasn't getting stronger. And I realized the only way I was going to get stronger was to eat. Um, so that was kind of where it turned for me. And I mean, it's six years later and it's, so I'm still working on it. So it's, it's definitely not an overnight process, but about, yeah, about... So it took about three, four months for me to realize, okay, I need a little bit more food plus the help of therapy and a dietician, of course. But, um, that was, I think kind of what drove the recovery part of it. Um, and then shortly it was maybe a year later, there was a group of us getting or a group of girls who wanted to get their level ones. And for some reason, I still to this day do not know what sparked in me at 17 to drop that amount of money, but I was like, I'm going to do it. We're going to do it too. I want to coach. And Got my level one, and they somehow Jake took a chance on me at seventeen and (laughs) let me start coaching adults. I it's all (laughs) still so
0: weird to me that it all happened, but it's awesome. Yeah, and look where you are now.
2: I know it's crazy. Living
0: the dream. (laughs) Yeah, truly. So, do you 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 were in swimming? Did you do any other sports in high school?
2: Nope. I started swimming. I think when I was around seven or eight did club all year round, then got to the high school team and just switched between the club and the team until sophomore year. Um, I'm a very competitive person. And I mentally, I just was way too hard on myself. And I got really burnt out just from doing it and not maybe being where I wanted to be at. So that was really the only athletic background I had was just swimming for what maybe 10-ish years.
1: It's kind of funny. My, but yeah. my wife Lisa and I were actually just talking about swimming tonight and how We were Mm -hmm. both sprinters and you know we never wanted to do anything more than 100 meter so
2: what 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 events
1: were were you in there
2: uh butterfly and distance so the
0: yeah deadly combo right (laughs) wait those are like the the hard ones right
2: (laughs) yeah butterfly especially and i remember one meet i did a 200 fly for just funsies which is not in a high school event i'd like to note i just the most you do is a hundred, and for some reason, for the hundred two hundred freestyles, like I'm, I'm gonna do this butterfly. So were
1: you the one that they throw in for that five hundred five hundred free and just wind you up and let you go? Yep, yep.
2: They're just like you're good at this, and but the butterfly and free or five hundred are pretty back to back too. Yeah. So you know, I <laughs> but I like maybe me mentally tough looking at black lines all day. Oh, so yeah.
1: cool,
0: pretty good. <laughs> so do you wanna? maybe maybe you know better where to start but do you want to talk a little bit about like your eating disorder how you uh, maybe you don't know how it started or, or any of that and that and that's okay but like how did you realize that you had one what did that process look like?
2: Yeah so at the time I definitely didn't realize it but you know I've had a lot of time to think about and assess my life but um so yeah so I quit swimming in whatever 2015 I knew I needed to stay active somehow because I'd been an athlete my whole childhood and teenage years so I just started going to the YMCA um I always kind of had body image issues always growing up I just never was really naturally that skinny um I wasn't overweight by any means, but just, you know, I wasn't necessarily a skinny girl. And it kind of gets to you, especially at that young age, because it's kind of pressed into you. So I started working out the why. And then I, of course, like any teenage girl, starts looking into diets and um, ways. And, you know, as much as I'm all for like eating healthy, my fitness pal can be the death of you because it gives you way too low of calories. And that's kind of what happened. So I was eating an absurdly low amount of food for the activity I was doing. Um, I think I was averaging a loss of like 10 pounds a month. Like it was a very quick process. Like I pretty much went straight into starvation mode. Yeah. Um, and it was actually my parents, everyone kind of like, I don't know, there's a lot of comments about my weight loss and everyone's like, are you doing okay? And of course me, had no idea what's going on. I just thought I was being healthy. I was like, of course, yeah, I'm just, you know, I'm just doing great. I'm finally, like, getting my weight in shape. Um, you know, family members around you, a lot of comments with how good you look. It's, you know, you don't really think anything's going on when I'm with them. Everyone praises you losing weight. Um, but, yeah, I know, I think my stepmom brought it up to my dad, and that's kind of how the whole conversation with my dad started because she has a daughter as well, and she had experience with that. So I just remember my dad kind of brought it up to me. And I was pr- very against going to any kind of recovery because I thought I had nothing wrong. I was like, I don't know what you're talking about, I'm doing fine. Um, and this was probably over the course of eight months, maybe a year, like it was a really quick process of losing all this and getting into there. Um, and yeah, it was. Ended up, I went through the EMILY program and I think that's in Woodbury. So that and within a month we kind of got everything assessed and all that, but yeah, I mean for me, I just I thought I was being healthy and I thought like I didn't accept I had an eating disorder for maybe six months until six months into recovery, like I thought I just had disordered eating. That's what all I call it. I'd be like, no, it's disordered eating. I don't I don't eating disorder. That's you know for the girls who throw it like I never had bulimia or anything, so it was. A combination of orthorexia and anorexia so extreme exercise so i was working out about two hours a day on pretty much very low calories um not sustainable by any means so that and then um i never skipped meals though it was very yeah, very very unique kind of combination and that's just how a lot of eating disorders are they don't really fit textbook and that was one of mine
0: so yeah so, JG, did you have something? Sorry. Yeah, I was
1: gonna say, do you want to maybe comment on um, how weight doesn't really necessitate the image, or you know, a ca- a calorie burn for the day doesn't mean that you know you're you know plus or minus a pound here or there, or you know, what what's what does that really look like from a healthy perspective?
2: For me, and it's interesting now because with my job in Colorado, I do a lot of personal one-on-one clients, which I've never done in the past. Our gym is just unique to that. And like weight loss is a lot of conversation. So I've actually learned a lot yeah. more about it, but for me and my measurement is always, I mean, my relationship with food is always come first, but for a lot of people, um, it is is—it's like everyone's caloric intake is so different. And um, the standard of what is okay for functionality, especially with CrossFit, like you cannot survive on twelve hundred calories for CrossFit. There's no way. Like a minimum of eighteen hundred for even the smaller woman. Like that's just that's just the standard. And it's we still. I, I will say in the six years I've been recovering, it has gotten better. Diet culture and like the calories and like that whole conversation, especially with women. And I know men struggle immensely as well. Um, but yeah, and for me, my standards always been as long as my relationship with food is good like I'm a big proponent of like the eighty twenty rule and that's what gotten gotten me really far in recovery where I, and maybe it's part of the control I still like to have on the healthy foods I eat. And then maybe we'll hold on to that forever, but it gives me the freedom to not have to worry about anything extra on that. And that's always what I, what I tell my clients now where it's like, I, I'm a big eighty twenty proponent where it's, you
1: know, not one way or the other. So, yeah, I mean, so often you hear so, so many people say, Hey, I, I really want to lose weight, but then they start putting that muscle on and they're gaining weight and they realize they're going the opposite direction and then they stop working out. So it's this, this unhealthy cycle.
2: hundred percent. And that's something I have kind of come to terms with in my own recovery. Cause I mean, my weight's totally different now than it was at my lowest, like me. It's funny. If you look at my fundamentals picture in CrossFit, like you wouldn't even recognize me in the picture. It's a total different person.
1: To find that and for that was something before written. and after there. Yeah, yeah, literally.
2: And it's, it's not, it's the one that, you know, it's the one that people don't want to see, which is it's sad. Yeah. You know, they don't want to see the skinny girl look, you know, bulk up, but that's just how it is. Um, but that was a big, big thing for me when I was getting into the journeys. I mean, I knew I was going to gain weight because obviously I wasn't eating anything sustainable, but especially once I started plateauing and getting comfortable, there's about a 10, 15 pound gain I made just from muscle and people just don't, they don't talk about it that much. You're like, you come in and you want to do CrossFit and lose all this weight, but in reality, a lot of the times you'll either stay the same or gain because you're lifting a lot, you're doing a lot of exercise, and um, I I haven't weighed myself probably in five years. I roughly know where I am, just from doctors and exercise classes in college, but out of, out of my own will, I, I don't care. I know how I feel, I know how my clothes feel, and that's enough for me, and I wish more people lived by that,
0: but yeah there's so much more than the number on the scale and it's hard because mm-hmm. that can be a good tool if you're not um you know going out and getting your body fat percent tested or mm-hmm. and you know it can yeah. be a good tool but like you just said it's also super easy to how do I feel how am I sleeping how do my right. clothes feel like that's a pretty pretty simple test to tell well, how you, things you are
1: know going. you you go into that workout and you feel drained in 10 minutes, you know, you don't have enough energy to get through it. I mean, there's a, there's an instant like, man, I need more fuel.
2: Yeah. And that, that was a big thing for me too, is I couldn't get faster in workouts. And like that competitive side to me almost saved me, I think, because I was like, well, I want to be, I want to be as strong as Callie or I want to be as strong as Leah or whoever I was competing against at the time. Um, Yeah, and you can notice it really quickly. And even today, I mean, I I can tell if I'm not eating properly, just, I mean, I eat pretty much the same thing every day, but I can tell if something's a little off, you get really aware, and I don't need the scale for that. I can tell, and that just comes with experience and time, too, just knowing your body.
0: So do you have any... um, Like, what do you struggle with now? I I will, like
2: people still losing weight around me is a hard challenge mostly girls my age I think it's still like the old you know I shouldn't say older but people who are not in their 20s you know when they're on different journeys in their life um but I know like for me a lot of talk of like weight loss and how it positively affects them is still something that really kind of struggled with me um being a muscular woman in this age group. And I mean, I'm 22, so I'm, you know, trying to date and stuff like that's That's kind of an, always an argument with me, too, is not feeling like I'm, you know, the aesthetic girl that people are going to flock to. Um, and that's something I've struggled with for years, and that's just only my own insecurity I'm still working through. But otherwise, my relationship with food is the best it's ever been. It's more just body issues, which I can— I we'll take that any day. Like I'm to the point where I don't count calorie count anymore. I uh, had my six year anniversary of recovery this August and I had just moved out here. And I think the day before I had a dairy queen blizzard and that that's been my fear food for the last eight years. Like ice cream terrifies me. I don't know why it is ice cream and I don't understand it, but I had it and ate it. didn't think a got a calorie or anything and th- that was the moment I was like we we're freaking doing this like nice. <laughs> it's been 6 years and I'm finally here like I never thought that day would come so so awesome great. Cool.
0: yeah do, do you still um like see anybody talk to anybody doctors therapists no
2: i haven't needed to i so i can, the how I kind of got out of my recovery i didn't really graduate from recovery i had like my story is very interesting Basically, my therapist, I got out of the dietitian. I think I did that for about six months, I think is what I had. I had my therapist for maybe another two years, and she ended up leaving for personal reasons. And once that she left, I was pretty much like, I don't want anyone else. Like, she was my saving grace. I don't think I could start with anyone else at this point. And from there on out, it was kind of just me working with myself and finding, you know, what works for me, what doesn't work for me. really a big thing that's helped me along in this journey is just clearing up social media. That was probably the biggest change for me is not following people who have maybe the body types that I want to strive for, give out negative messages. Like I know even some CrossFitters I've had to unfollow just because they don't give out the right message of what I want and what I'm looking for. So that's, I haven't talked to really anyone since, you know, probably two years after recovery and it definitely made me a lot mentally stronger because I know myself very well and, my triggers and what I can handle and what I can't handle and my boundaries, which is awesome.
1: That's huge. Just talking to that, you know, just surrounding yourself with the right people, the right image. Mm -hmm. Do you think you could um, maybe talk to maybe how you were able to put the better people in your path through that time and, and maybe surround yourself with more body positive people and get away from that negative imagery?
2: Yeah, it's, and it's hard because I think we live in such a society where people please everyone. Um, I was super lucky. My best friend in college, she ended up going through an eating disorder too. And I actually saw her on the National Eating Disorder Association Instagram page one day. And I recognized her from my dorm room. So I reached out to her and I was like, hey, like, just so you know, here's kind of where I am at. She became my best friend. I lived with her for two years. And she having that kind of like-minded person in recovery, I think, helped me a lot. Um, But besides her, it really is like my CrossFit community. I mean, I always made it very known to wherever gym I was at, kind of my background, just to kind of eliminate eliminate anyone talking about that stuff to me. Um, And that seemed to help a lot. And being open about it, like people are like not going to, you know, talk about their weight loss around me or being thinner. And um, I was really lucky moving from Ripwing and then going to college, still in recovery and having Warrior Risen, which... Meg works out there, so she, and Meg's one of my really good friends now, too. So it was always good, full circle. But, um, and just surrounding people like that, where the CrossFit community has helped me a lot because it is just people who are very strength based and very performance based versus acidic based. Um, so I just finding a community, like I said, CrossFit and uh, CrossFit or you know, whatever strength kind of environment you want to work with, I think is really important. Um, And just telling your story and being open about it, I think that got me the longest way about surrounding people. And I'm a very intuitive person, and I can tell when someone's not really my vibe, and I'm very easy, which I know that's not the case for everyone, so I'm very fortunate that's the case. But, um, I mean, just starting with social media, that was number one, just realizing what's fulfilling you and what's draining you, and then hopefully it kind of spreads out from there, the people who support you along the way.
1: Nice. Yeah. What would you say to someone who's struggling and wanting to get on the right path there?
2: There's a whole lot of resources. Um, and it's absolutely terrifying. I've been really lucky over the last six years being so open. Um, I've had more people that I can count that have reached out to me. I mean, Becca included. No, it wasn't directly her. Like I know she's reached out to me numerous times just asking questions. I've had people from college ask me questions, high school, ask me questions. Um, there's a good quote that was, um, Something about I, I recover in public so people don't die in silence, or something something along those lines. Nice. Um, yeah, and that's that's something I've really tried to work towards is just being open and honest and communicating throughout the journey.
1: That's a huge you're not alone. Don't don't yeah. think you don't think you have to go it on your own.
2: Exactly. Yeah. And there's the first step is terrifying, and talking to someone's the most terrifying and honestly, if you can realize and recognize yourself that there's something wrong, you're a lot better off than I was. Cause I, I could have gone the rest of my life, probably never realizing something was wrong. And that's just the mindset I was in. So whenever somebody reaches out to me kind of saying, Hey, I'm struggling with an eating disorder, it's like, girl, you're already, or boy, whoever it is, like you're already on the right path. If you're accepting that something's wrong. And now it's just taking either, you know, the resources that Nita has, um, or just talking to someone like a lot of the times it's a lot more emotional based for trauma or stress and a way of control. And I think there's a lot of good resources out there that aren't even needed, um, National Eating Disorder Association resolved, um, that you can look into.
1: That's, that's awesome. I think, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of folks really don't understand that therapy and asking for help, it's not a weakness, you know, you, you owe that to yourself. You know, you, you need that for you to be a better person for yourself And so you can give that back to the world and give that back to your community.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. And I mean, I've also worked with or talked to guys who have struggled with similar things, which is a whole different world for me because I get the girl side. I can explain the girl side, but guys, I mean, asking for help is already a different step. So, you know, that's, that's just supporting your friends and being aware is also such a big thing too, is, you know, if something seems off and I'm hyper aware to it now, obviously, because I have the background in it, but you know just checking on your friends and making sure that they know like you're there for them especially if they don't feel comfortable reaching out to resources
1: sure well i think it was really good um i, I think that's a good intro to who you are and where you came from and how far you've come i think um you know if you, if you want to add anything of you know your current crossfit journey and where you're at now and what you're doing to kind of take this into crossfit now with your coaching career um I mean what 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 are you what are you doing out in Colorado <laughs> uh
2: so yeah now story. I'm working full-time in, yeah so it's it is it's a pretty cool story so I guess I, could, I, I can go into my whole and I, have, I really do have a more complicated story I guess than the one I let on but <laughs> yeah so I coached CrossFit moved to Winona um coached there for four years. In the meantime, I was doing strength conditioning at the college as well. So I had a mixture. I got the really cool opportunity this last spring to be a full-time strength coach for the women's volleyball team and the men's golf team because we were short of graduate assistants. So my undergraduate internship body got to a really cool experience in working with that. Um, So that was kind of the next step. I was planning on going to grad school in Michigan. And something just didn't feel right. I was going to go for strength conditioning and just continue on the college route. And my heart kind of just was telling me it wasn't right. And I wasn't really feeling it. So I made the decision in June to turn it down. Knew CrossFit was really the only certification I had that could get me anywhere with my degree. So I started looking and my dream was always to move out to Colorado. So kind of looked in a few places. Washington was one, Oregon was one. Places I knew that I've always had interest in and found one here in Colorado that basically had everything that I could ever ask for. um, Applied, flew out, had an interview, got a call back, said, hey, come work for us. And I moved out here about seven weeks ago. Um, But yeah, now it's really been a really cool journey working with people along the way and being so honest about my journey and um it's hard because the biggest challenge I think I have now working with one-on-one clients is that weight loss component and as much as I want to tell them like it's not it's not everything for some people it is and finding you know understanding that not my journey isn't everyone's journey but yeah I it's changed my life because now I can help people not necessarily get over eating disorders which I would love to work with more with someday but just being stronger um, I I've, know I've worked with a lot of female athletes that they come in and they're terrified and all of a sudden something switches in them and all they want to do is lift weights um, I, my volleyball team was a really good example of that I'm literally the strongest girls I've ever met and I'm really glad I got to work with them because I feel like having a girl strength coach maybe kind of help them understand like lifting weights isn't scary being bulky isn't scary like you're not going to gain that much muscle I promise like only a select few and I'm my genetics are very blessed that I can actually put on muscle pretty easy but um yeah for me over the last six years I started where I could barely squat 80 pounds I think I have a video of me like failing 200 from like three years ago and I'm or 200 I think I said whatever but and now I can rip out I think 255 for at least 10 and it's just kind of a crazy like that's kind of what fulfills me it's like no I'm doing that I can put on like I'm the strength part of me has always saved me um and just being stronger and understanding that my body is so much more than the aesthetic and as much as I want to look good and i like you know I'm I'm comfortable with myself and how I looked like performing and just being healthy is so much more important than that's something I've learned over the last six years. And I hope anyone who's struggling can learn that and realizing that food isn't the enemy and it's only going to make you so much stronger and healthier and more fulfilled in life.
0: And the, I always think it's that bulky thing is always kind of funny to me. I yeah, know, um, right. <laughs> um, because most people aren't going to work hard enough that's even an option. Like you're a strong girl and you said you've been, you're blessed and you, but you also work very hard and you've been doing it for six years. Right. Those girls aren't going to come in and live for three months in season or off season, or even four years in college. And all of a sudden, you know, it's not like you lift up a barbell and you get bulky, right? It takes, right? All, and some people well, and never I, will, but it takes a lot of work.
2: Yeah. Well, and that's the thing, I've, you know, because obviously I kind of follow a lot of social media that kind of surround that same conversation, and that's always kind of the underlying theme. It's like the girls who want to get bulky will get bulky. Like, it's it's a work. It's just like any guy trying to put on weight. Like, it's no different for us. It's harder for us, actually, and I just, you know... There's just that stigma out there that, yeah, you touch a barbell, it's more than 20 pounds and you're going to all of a sudden blow up and look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, But yeah, so that's, this is just, and I think we're kind of getting away from that as well, at least like in my world that I've kind of followed. People are, and it's been cool the last year, I've noticed a lot more girls like to go to the gym and that's so fun to see. And I think that's a good positive side of social media. Where there's a lot more girls like, no, I want to be ripped and I want to be jacked. I'm like, yes, you do. Let's do it. <laughs> um, but yeah, that conversation of bulky always makes me giggle because I'm like, it, you have to work so hard to even look relatively like a bodybuilder. Like, it's so hard. Even guys struggle. If guys struggle who have testosterone, just imagine what we go through. So, Well,
1: it's been a huge change in the public image to see. You know, muscle is being more attractive these days, and you know mm-hmm. that's that's huge. That they're actually making that more positive, and yeah, you know, social media is picking up on that. The you mm-hmm. know some of the fashion industry is picking up on that, which is kind of huge for the world.
2: Well, it's huge. I mean, like I said, even the six years I've been doing it, I, the I, because I was terrified when I first started putting on muscle. Like I got made fun of in high school for sure. I mean, people knew my background, so there is a little, probably a little. Quieter than it could have been, but um, yeah, I mean, I've definitely had comments made about my body, and I've noticed over the last couple of years, it's kind of died down a little bit. Oh, sure,
1: I mean, you you look at your swimmers and divers and gymnasts, and you know, for you, a butterflyer through high school, I mean, got got some shoulders. I mean, that yeah. a, 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 that's just the physique. You know, you put you put that muscle on. You worked hard for it.
2: Yeah, I remember when I was recovering from my eating disorder. It was maybe. Four months, six months in the CrossFit. And I was sitting in my kitchen when I was still obviously living with my parents. And my mom comes up and she's like, Look, you're getting your Dorito body back. <laughs> and I'm like, Cool, Ma. Thanks.
0: No. Mm hmm. Dorito body. I haven't heard that before.
2: <laughs> I call myself, it's okay. I like it. <laughs> but yeah. Cool.
0: Is the part where I'm always like, uh, yeah,
2: and it's a one little of those awkward, conversations. yeah. It's one of those conversations <laughs> that it's like, um, yeah, you could talk about it for hours, but it's also not an easy conversation, and sure, you know, I, I guess I mean, if anything, I had if I have anything to say, it's you know, if you are struggling, it's, it's, it's possible to recover it's going to take a long time. Like, I mean, sometimes not that. Sometimes it's a year, which is awesome. I mean, I came to terms with mine, though, that mine is probably going to be the rest of my life. And that's for a lot of people because it is a psychological disorder. It's not physical, it's psychological. So, um, and I always compare it to addiction. That's, it's a food addiction. And, you know, whether it's eating too much or not enough. And that's just something to keep in mind when you recover, it's not easy. And it takes a lot of support. And um, I hope... If people go with the CrossFit or the weightlifting direction, they can use it in a healthy way. I know I'm one of the exceptions, and it's not for everyone. Um, and I'm really lucky that over time, like, I have gotten to a place where I don't have to work out every day. I don't have to eat healthy every day. And it took a long time to get there. I mean, when I first started CrossFit, I was working out seven days a week for probably a year. Like, I don't think I, ever took, a rest. I took maybe two rest days a year. Um, where now? I'm like, nah, it's Thursday. I'm not touching a barbell or nothing. <laughs> like, I don't want. I want to leave the gym after work. I'm done. So yeah, just realizing that like it is so possible, and it's gonna seem impossible when you're starting if you are struggling. But um, the journey is so worth it because like once you eat that Blizzard and there's no no worries in your head, man, you're on cloud nine. It's so good.
1: <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. Well, and you were talking about how you're working with some of the ladies at your gym and how you saw them kind of come in and grow and kind of become yeah. more confident in themselves and have that more positive feeling mm-hmm. just, you know, that they've accomplished something and now they can yeah. you know, be a little stronger and more self-confident. It's huge.
2: Right. A hundred percent. And I, as much as I get along with males really well, like I have a, that very bro personality and I think that's the strength coach in me. Like you just kind of have to be, but I do, I love working with females because I think, you get a different perspective and you get a different opportunity to really help them grow and find comfort in weightlifting and I think it's it's such a good outlet and um it's been fun even coming to Colorado in the short time I've been here just watching the new athletes that I've who started pretty much around the same time I got here and just watching them grow in the short time they've they've started which is awesome and I know I have one client who's she started and she's retired, but she's like, oh, I just want to get, you know, I want to be able to do a pull up, you know, I want to do all these things, you know, I want to make sure I can do all these. I'm like, that's so awesome. Like, I love that. I want, all, I want everyone to be like that. Just have that ambition to like do more and be better.
1: That's awesome.
2: Yeah. That's well,
1: it. I mean, it's also a functional fitness too. It's like, how are mm-hmm. you going to carry your 10 bags of groceries up two flights of stairs? I mean, yeah. what are you going to do about that? I don't know. So, I was talking to
2: yeah, I was talking to <laughs> one of my classes today. We were talking about cuz they were going on the ground. We were warming up on the ground. And I was like, that's why we do burpees, guys. So we can get up, get
0: off of the ground, you know. <laughs> that is 100 so, yeah, That's why I love CrossFit too. 100% what I say. Mm-hmm. Like this I don't care what your burpee looks like. Yeah. If you want to live on your own, you have to be able to get up off the ground if you fall down. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to get down on the ground and we're yeah. going to get back up.
2: Mhm. Yeah. Yeah,
0: hundred percent. So, they're, and they're, I just
2: love, and it just goes back to the whole cross, CrossFit conversation. Like, I just love it, and you know, it's only saved my life, but I, I get to impact everyone else that I get in contact with, and that's why I've loved it. I've people give CrossFit crap all the time, and I've heard it working in strength conditioning. Like, oh my gosh, I hear so much crap over CrossFit, but unless you're in that world, you can't talk anything because it's incredible.
0: And I think it can be, so my brother, I don't know if you know this, my brother was a strength and conditioning coach at um, South Dakota State University for a long time. And he's kind of of that opinion of CrossFit, but I would agree, like, just try it. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think it can be a really good combination with, well, which most gyms are doing with that strength training piece, right? But if you're just doing the strength training... There's a big piece that's missing the intensity, of the cardio. Like, that's mm-hmm. also super important right. mentally and for long term health. So, you got to get that somewhere.
2: Yeah. And, right. And I will say so, this last semester when I was doing full time strength conditioning for an internship, I took a break from CrossFit. I was maybe doing one or two CrossFit workouts a week, but I was primarily just strength training. Um, And I definitely recommend that for anybody who's done CrossFit for a long time. It's just taking a step back, even for two months, and just focusing on strength. Because I will say, especially if you struggle with body dysmorphia or any kind of body image issue, because that will make you feel so much stronger and empowered, just taking a step away and just really focusing on your strength. Um, That was something I think that kind of put a little cherry on top of my recovery was just taking a step away from the cardio and the intensity for a second not that I don't love it and I'm back to it now of course but just kind of giving your mental break of just like no I'm going to lift heavy for a while and focus on getting a little stronger and then once you come back to CrossFit oh my gosh like I've never been a better CrossFitter and I thought I would I thought I was gonna be plateaued forever because I kind of got to a point where I was like well you know i making five pounds a year if I'm lucky <laughs> so um but yeah definitely it's you and it, CrossFit's so much more mental than anything, and it's, yeah, save people in that way, so.
0: I would agree. We're all very mental. Mm-hmm. I mean, wait, what? Okay, no, The
2: Looney. The <laughs> the re- <laughs> we are, we are. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the real question, what flavor of lizard did you get?
2: Cotton candy. Oh, Dairy Queen has so, there's actually a story behind that one. So um, when I, oh my gosh, it was probably before my eating disorder, they had, it was a flavor of the month and it was a cotton candy one and it's different because it has like little like almost sugar crystals in it. So it's like extra amazing. And I remember, I think I had like a mini one right after I started recovery, but it was like a really terrifying experience for me, but I was like, I got to do it because it was the flavor of the month and it never came out. Um, so when I went to Dairy Queen here, I saw it and it, I don't even think it's the flavor of the month anymore, but I was like, it was just very um, symbolic to me. I was like, no, that's the one I really like, which in reality, I'm actually a Heath person. That's usually the one I go with, but yeah. the cotton candy was it filled my soul because I just remember it was seasonal and it was so good and I just loved it so much. <laughs> so awesome. I recommend it. It's good.
1: <laughs> well, cool. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing. Really appreciate that
2: yeah i appreciate you it. talking about it. it's something i sure. love to talk about it, so
1: no i think just being an advocate and being there knowing that people are maybe holding back and maybe not reaching out or talking is huge mm-hmm. and maybe somebody will hear it and that needs to needs to hear this and can maybe find someone to talk to and reach out
2: yeah yeah and i'm always someone like i obviously have no professional background in it whatsoever but if anyone just needs someone to talk to and process things with like i'm always an open book like instagram facebook whatever like i said becca's definitely used me as a resource numerous people have and i i love being that person that can just talk and if anything give reassurance that it's it's okay and we'll be good so yeah
1: Mm
0: -hmm. i think this was really good will you um so you mentioned nita is that what you called it
2: Yes, yeah, so the National Eating Disorder Association.
0: Yeah, so we can link that, um, but I might need your help finding it, or if yeah, I, I can your definitely help, send your yeah, to it. Yeah, So that we can link that in the in the show. Yeah. Thanks so much for doing this. Well, oh, cool.
2: Yeah. yeah. No, I appreciate it. Thanks for reaching out. I'm glad we finally finally got the time. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Busy, busy crew trying to come together. So I'm glad it worked out. Until next time, we'll be here building unbreakable humans through knowledge, ownership, and routine.